0: so resurrection is the foundation of our salvation so our sa- salvation therefore is strictly based on the promise of resurrection alone, my Lord. Ay, 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 Our salvation is strictly based on the promise of resurrection. Hallelujah. It is the foundation of your gospel. Since Okay, can you read for me Romans chapter 9 when you're sitting there? Romans chapter 9, verse 10. Chapter 10, verse 9, rather. Chapter 10, verse 9, Romans. Chapter 10, verse 9. Okay, I can read it myself then.
1: The Bible says, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, the Bible says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved.
0: Very powerful. And then he says, since the scripture that promised resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, since that scripture. Was fulfilled. <laughs> Again, since the biblical promise that the Messiah would come and would die and defeat death and be resurrected, since that scripture. Which I was promised then even the promise of resurrection of the saints is going to be fulfilled. Thank that one you can clap. That's very powerful. I bless you for clapping. That one is very serious. The resurrection of the saints will be fulfilled also. confirmation the vindication of Jesus and the validation of Jesus as God was only done by resurrection Solamente resurrección confirme Jesus como nuestro Dios. Jesus es nuestro Dios. Because he resurrected, he defeated death. The other gods have not been able to defeat death. Thank you for clapping. I bless you eternally. I bless you with eternity in the kingdom of God for clapping. I bless you with the kingdom of God. Eternity into glory. Because you clapped. Hallelujah. Aye. Resurrection is what confirms that God will judge sin. That God will judge the unrepentant And he will drag them into hell and at the same time he will recompense the faithful. Resurrection is the word. The reward is the reward for the faithful saints. Their reward is that one. Resurrection is what should instruct our Christian lives. So I want to finish with the following. For thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. I want to finish with that. Hallelujah. I'm speaking with so much joy. Con mucho alegría. Con mucho gozo en español. Alegría también. So, I'm speaking with so much joy because I know that you are going out weaponized. You are going to tell them about resurrection and resurrection and a third time resurrection that Jesus brought us resurrection power and that, that promise of a glorious resurrection is what made the Old Testament saints agree to be killed for the faith that even you in this age nobody has yet called you to lay your neck and cut with a knife but for that promise of resurrection you can lose your life. There are many Christians in the Arab nations, the Muslim nations, that are being dispossessed from their homes, from their families because of this salvation of Jesus. But they accept so. If you go to northern Nigeria, they are going through that. They are being thrown out. Sometimes they are being killed. The so-called honor killings, Honor. if you go to the Arab states, In the Middle East, they they have the so-called honor killings where a brother stands up and slaughter his sister because she became a Christian. I don't want you to forget the fact that the church globally is being persecuted because the church is pursuing this promise of a glorious resurrection. And they have accepted to be persecuted. I know of somebody among us here who said, no, me accept. Yeah, you can jail me. And he was jailed again. And then again, he was jailed. And when he, was, he came out, then he went to preach in another area, and they warned him. They even called him, "Say we will jail you. But he said, it's okay. I'm going. You'll find me there. Just jail me. And they found him there and jailed him again. He's sitting among us here. So this is not a joke. Thank you for clapping. Thank you, my son. Thank you. And then they release, the, they release the wife because the children remain alone. So they say, let's release the wife take care of the children. And they ask, are you still going to follow Jesus? And he said, I think you will have to kill me. And they took, no, they brought from the jail to an office a panel. Are you still going? You've been there. It's nasty for a long time. Are you still going to follow Jesus? He looked at them He said, I think you'll have to kill me. And they put back. He's sitting here right now. Not one. Maybe three are sitting here today. (laughs) So this is not a joke. This is serious. The promise of resurrection. What is the point renouncing Jesus when you know that you must die? Everybody must die eventually. And then when you die, you now go down. It will be irreconcilable if you renounced Jesus. You will weep all the days of your life. The only few days you add after which you die. But the ones that stood, they go into glory. Hallelujah. So I want to finish with this one here. Daniel was being promised that in the end he will get his lot, his inheritance. We saw yesterday. I don't know how much I can give you because I I want to move to glorification eventually tomorrow. Tomorrow. I want you to stay here. Now I like it. Now I like it. (laughs) In the beginning I was too tired. I said I cannot make it. (laughs) Now I like it. I want you to stay. I want you to stay. I know you are staying only until this weekend, but we will fix, it. we will manage everything, right? The key things I must bring to you in our program is glorification and the pulpit, the heavenly pulpit, the Lord, Lord, in that vision. I make sure you don't leave until you hear that. And my daughter has joined us today. I'm very blessed, uh, Masie Kerubo. The Lord bless you indeed. Arrived in the morning and ran here, right? Very powerful. It's good to see you. The Lord Jesus bless you. Thank you so much. So now, this is very serious. Daniel chapter 12. Go up to the end. Go your way up to the end. Don't stop. You, Daniel, you remember when you were still a teenager? You were young and vulnerable and you remember how you stood strong and refused to give in and you refused to eat the kingly diet you also remember when they asked you to worship the king you refused and they put you in the lion's den you Daniel go on walking on that way you are way, in which God has been with you and you have been rejecting the world separating yourself and following jesus go on in that way up to the end don't branch, don't stop and at the end you will rest and then at the end you'll be resurrected there is a day that day when everything will be made perfect okay i wish i had time to bring that to you would have done so much exploits the end of the days i don't know how to do it maybe just read it for you But we can go to Daniel chapter 12. Daniel favor, and he says the following. Verse 13. As for you, Daniel, go your way till the end. You will rest and then at the end of the days. What is the meaning of the end of the days? There is a particular day called the end of the days. Go you away. What does it mean go you away? Till the end. You will rest and then at the end of the days, you will rise to receive your allotted inheritance. What does it mean to receive your allotted inheritance? What is the allotted inheritance? So if we had time would have handled all that but I want us to close it here today. Because the Lord says that time has come for the church to repent. The end of the days is, is what the Lord refers to at the renewal of all things. At the renewal of all things. Just right now, because we are simply checking out. That is where all the laws and all the prophets have always been pointing humanity to. Okay, let me start that because I see there's need for translation there. The end of the days is the time that the Lord refers to in the Bible as at the renewal of all things. And that is the time to which all the prophets in the Bible always appear and appoint humanity to. At the renewal of all things. What Daniel was called, given, was told, the end of the days, at the end of the days. At the end of the days is called at the renewal of all things. And that is the day, that is the time for which every miracle ever performed in the church, in the Bible. Every miracle ever performed in the Bible and in the church has always been pointing humanity to that time at the renewal of all things, to that day. Every sermon ever preached, I'm talking about the holy sermons of God, right? Because today people preach for money, but I'm talking about the that the true sermons of God. Every sermon ever preached since creation until now is always with one purpose, pointing all humanity to that time called at the renewal of all things. Every miracle, every wonder ever performed by the Lord has always had only one purpose, to direct everybody to that day called At the renewal of all things. Which Daniel was told at the end of the days. It is also called regeneration. The culmination. It is at regeneration. Regeneration. When everything will be made new. Well, when John the Baptist appeared and he talked about the kingdom of God is near. That is what he was pointing at. At the renewal of all things. Are we together? Anybody with me? Thank you, Grace Wu. Thank you, my daughter, Grace Wu. (laughs) You love God too much, I know, I know, I know. Thank you, thank you very much. The Lord bless you indeed. Uh So even John the Baptist, When Jesus appeared and he said the kingdom of God is near, that is the time he was referring to that is now near. Daniel was told at the end of the days, but it is also called at the renewal of all things. When it was said that the kingdom of God is at hand, that is the period, that is the day that is being referred to in the Bible. All the gospel is meant to point all humanity to that day. That time. I've said all the miracles and wonders performed, ever performed point on that day. When Jesus came and died on the cross, he did so for that day. The day of renewal of all things. Are we together now? I'm simply summarizing as we check out. And he's saying here that the Holy Spirit came to the church for one purpose, for that time. To prepare everybody, the whole humanity for that time called art, the renewal of all things. Hallelujah. I said every preaching that was ever done, since creation has been pointing humanity to that time. Every baptism that was done in many pools is always preparing people for that day. Hallelujah. Serious. And he's saying that the reason the Bible was ever written. Hallelujah. Is that it may prepare humanity for that day at the renewal of all things. And Daniel was told at the end of the days. The reason many Christians agree to enter martyrdom to be killed for the gospel is because of that day. Hallelujah. That they may die now, but live to see that day at the renewal of all things. That is serious, my daughter from Austria. Very serious. The reason the Lord showed Jacob the ladder of Jacob. The reason the Lord lowered the ladder of Jacob was because of that day at the renewal of all things that mankind may connect to that day at the renewal of all things. The reason he that is standing, the two prophets of Yahweh that have come and doubled, are walking the earth is because of that day that humanity may be prepared for that day. At the renewer of all things. That you may not miss it. Hallelujah. And the reason the cloud of God came. Hallelujah.
1: <laughs>
0: the reason the cloud of God came. Realization of these promises and know that there is an invitation by the father himself for that day at the renewal of all things public invitation by god god himself came to invite you that you may enter that day at the renewal of all things so when he told daniel you go your way in other words it's matthew chapter 7 verses 13 14 go through the narrow way in other words it's daniel chapter 16 Chapter chapter 3, 16 and 18, through the flames of fire. In other words, it's Daniel chapter 6, 10 to 16, through the lion's den. Hebrews chapter 11, read it for us. We have read it already, but if you read verse 16, can anybody just stand up and read verse 16 of Hebrews 11? The better country, the better city. Because of the promise of a better country, a better city. Thank you. Read it loud.
1: Yeah. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. That
0: city is at that place. At the renewal of all things. The new Jerusalem. It is at that place. It is there. That's why the Lord sent us to point everybody to there. Just there. That place. At the renewal of all things. And he said, because of that time, there are for those who are preparing for that place, they have accepted to be forsaken with Jesus. They have accepted to faithfully follow Jesus. They have accepted to be firm on the faith in Jesus. They have loved Jesus with all their heart. Why? Because of that day. They have loved him. They have believed in him. They have been persecuted with him they have suffered with him they have been abused with him they have preached him they have been abandoned by him they have fought for him also because of that day hallelujah jesus loves you and so i hope that i get a chance to speak to you about the pulpit and about glorification otherwise there is just too much to handle right Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. The Lord loves you very much. We can stop it here today, but I'm saying that surely, surely that vision of the rapture of the dead is a very powerful vision. I bless you, my daughter who stood up. I bless you. I bless you. The one who stood up. I bless you. I bless you very much. Thank you. She's next to you there. Next to you. Thank you. I have blessed you my daughter. It will be well, right? Thank you. So now, we will continue tomorrow. Tomorrow I will handle glorification. And I will try to see if I can now handle the pulpit after that. Hallelujah. The Messiah is coming. Do you allow me to have five minutes fifteen? Can I do a summary what? I need to give you a microphone. Stand up, stand up and shout it. As much time as you want, that saith who? That saith who on behalf of who? <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Take the microphone. Give him the microphone. <laughs> if you give me five minutes, I'll just summarize everything for you. Hallelujah. Can you say it?
1: All the time that you need, my fathers and my lords. Thank All the time you so much. To the Lord. I know
0: you love the Lord so much. You really love that day that is coming when you'll see Jesus glorified, right?
1: Yes, my fathers and my
0: lords. I Lord. don't know yes. whether that the rest do the same. Are you ready for it? Okay, then let me make the following summary. Let me summarize for you everything so that we are now on one page. It's always good to do a general summary for everything. We've talked about many things, right? Number one, we have seen that in the book of 1st Thessalonians, the lead scripture about the rapture of the church, 1st Thessalonians, yes, 1st Thessalonians, chapter 4, I'm also going there, opening that, the lead scripture about the vision of the rapture of the church, we have seen only the first two verses, Hallelujah. And those verses are 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be ignorant or uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Verse 14. Now you understand that scripture better, right? Uh, Am I right? Verse 14, he says, For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Only that we have been handling, this blessed hope that is meant, that should transform how you live here. So, in a nutshell, this is what we have seen, if you want to write. We have seen that those who die before the rapture They are not lost. And we have seen that mankind, once the Lord has created you, your life is eternal. And we have seen that there are only two destinations, either to heaven or to hell. And we have seen that this conversation is being directed to the church by the Lord the conversation of the rapture. So, the rapture is exclusively for the church alone. And most importantly, the holy church. Holy. Santo. It is directed the Christian community to the believers and the Lord is saying that he does not want you to be uninformed. In other words, You must become enlightened when you are a Christian. And these are fundamentals. This particular one is fundamental. You must become enlightened on the matter of your entry into the kingdom of God as a Christian. That's the reason you became saved. We have seen that. Thank you, my son, Barno. You have come. But we are finishing. Just find a seat. There are seats in front here. In front right here. Next to Gero. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down, please. Next to Gero. Next to Gero here. Thank you. So, you have come late, but you have not missed a thing. So, he says, you brought milk for the guests, right? Thank you so much. Thank you, my son. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord does not want the church to be uninformed, so he wants the church to be enlightened. And that means the believers are required to be fully informed, fully educated, fully aware also about the coming of the Messiah and about the glorious kingdom of God, right? And in so doing, the Lord also wants you to be aware of misinformation, ill information, disinformation, fake news, whatever you want to call it. You must be informed with the right information not to enter in some theories saying is it post rapture, is it mid tribulation, post tribulation. No, 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 no. You just must get the right information and prepare properly. That is what is coming out of our conversation until now. He's saying that getting to know about death and resurrection and even getting to know about the rapture is the most important foundational doctrine of the Christian faith. Because when we are born again, we must be born again to prepare for the kingdom of God. So that is a basic foundational doctrine in Christianity. Foundational message. The foundation of our faith is that death and resurrection. Without resurrection, you would be preaching lies. If Jesus did not resurrect, you would have no hope. No esperanza. If he is not resurrected. So, resurrection of Jesus and the promised resurrection of the church is the foundation of the Christian faith, so you must know it. And the aspects you must know is the following. Death. As a Christian, you must be informed about death. What happens at death? What is the importance of death? What is the significance of death within God's program? program for deliverance. And we have seen, for example, Hebrews chapter 9, 27, that death is simply a door. A door to the eternal realm. And you prepare for that realm from this side. Right now, here. You don't prepare elsewhere. After death is too late. So you must be aware about death. Hallelujah. And it says, You must also be aware about resurrection as we saw and you must be aware about Christ's return, the coming of the Messiah. When he said you must be informed, you cannot be uninformed, this is what he meant. He meant that you must be prepared and aware. You must be aware about the rapture so you can prepare the return of the Christ. You must also be very much aware about the role of holiness and righteousness in that program of the Lord. That if the Bible says, for without holiness nobody will see the Lord, then you must just prepare appropriately. Then you must now center your preaching or your Christian life on what matters most. The holiness of the Lord in the church. The righteousness of the Lord in the life of the believer. Hallelujah. He's saying, That therefore you must also be aware about purity. Because holiness and righteousness go with purity of the believer. And when you do that, you must be aware about the role of the church in this program of God. When he says he's coming to take the church, you must be aware that in your holiness and righteousness, you have the duty, responsibility to shine the light of Christ to the dark world and win them also to this program of God that they may not go to hell. And that when he said you must be informed and aware and it's not a good thing for you to be uninformed or ignorant, He also meant that you must know so much about the value and the power and the role of the blood of Jesus the value and the power and the role of the cross of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Lord says that therefore in his scripture he calls death falling asleep. Those who have fallen asleep. Read for me Isaiah chapter 19 20, no chapter 26, 19, 21 in a hurry. Just a few scriptures for you in the summary, please, if you allow me. Is somebody still, do you still like me? I would be very sad. It would be the saddest day if you you people, I like Grace Wu saying, please rise up. We can (laughs) like, rise up so we like him. (laughs) Thank you so much, Grace Wu. (laughs) But this is very important. Can you write down the following scriptures? The book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verses 19 to 21. Read in a hurry.
1: The Bible says, Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 19 to 21. But your dead will live, Lord, their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy.
0: The other version says those who sleep in the dust. So death is called sleep. I'm just touching on a few things we have seen as I summarize out. And then if you read Daniel chapter 12, again, 2 and 3, we have seen the same. Those who sleep. The multitudes who sleep. We have seen death being referred to as sleep. Why? Because their body will be awoken. The soul is always alive. So don't say, oh, if I die, God, I will be forgotten, I will just drift away. Not at all. He will bring you to account. And he said, you must be informed about that so you can live with wisdom in this age. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 12. Verse okay, two. Hebrews chapter 9, 27, we have read also. And then 2 Samuel chapter 14. Chapter 14 verse 14 we read. Job chapter 10 verse 8. We didn't read maybe. Just read Romans. Job 8, 10, 8. Read Romans 14 verse 8. is better probably. Romans 14, 8. For the Christians.
1: The Bible says, Romans chapter 14 verse 8 if we live, we live for the Lord. Yes. And if we die, we die for the Lord.
0: Yes, that's now the Christians.
1: So, whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. And we've seen also John chapter 11 verses 11 26 when he says, if anyone believes, he will not die. Or if anyone believes, whether he dies, he will live, right? Very important. There's a whole battery, a whole domain of information he expected you to know when he said it is not good for you to be uninformed about a central matter like your faith, like the coming of the Messiah, like your entry into glory, right? So, when the non-Christians die, what is the difference we have seen? For you, when you die, you are united with Christ. But when the non-Christians die, they are separated from the Lord. Thank you for writing that. They are separated from the Lord. For them, death is a separation from God. Can you read 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 9? I'm simply summarizing if you allow me.
1: The Bible says 2 Thessalonians
0: Chapter 1, 7 and
1: 9. Chapter 1, verse 7 to 9, the Bible says, And give relief to you who are troubled, and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. Verse 8, he will punish those who do not know God.
0: He will punish those who do not know God.
1: And do not obey the gospel
0: of our Lord Jesus. And do not obey the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus. Verse 9. Verse 9. They
1: will be punished with everlasting destruction.
0: They will be punished with everlasting destruction. I Uh, think that is where there is a misconception. Can you just allow me to talk to people? That is where some highly schooled people in theology get a misconception and a false doctrine. And that's why the Lord said it's very seriously important that you are fully enlightened. Meaning, enlightened meaning you are well educated on the right information, the exact information, the correct information, and you place yourself at a place where you will tap. You will always receive the right teachings, the right information about the coming of the Messiah, your Christian faith, eternity, right? So he's saying, will be punished with everlasting destruction, people thought that that means there will be destruction. You'll be destroyed so. So there you go. So it will not matter now. You'll be destroyed so nothing will matter when you're destroyed. So they think that anyhow, you'll be destroyed. But that everlasting destruction, sometimes other scriptures call it eternal death that is those are simply words for eternal punishment eternal judgment so don't be mistaken and think that it you'll be destroyed eternal destruction you'll be destroyed in any case you won't feel anything no 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 even the glorious body you get will be a body that is designed to perceive pain and punishment and judgment so hallelujah so just finish up if you did not if you did not
1: and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed.
0: That is serious, to be glorified among his people. If you get time to read the book of Romans chapter 8, He's talk about the whole creation is waiting for when the sons of God, sons and daughters, sons and sons and daughters of God will be revealed. And there is a groaning that is taking place, meaning we too need to be anxiosamente, anxiety waiting for the Messiah, anxiously, Because there is a groaning by the Holy Spirit himself, the groaning by mankind not knowing how to pray, the groaning by creation. There are three groanings as people wait for that day. The day of glorification, the day of rapture, when finally the world will know who exactly were the sons and daughters of God. Because right now, if you ask them, everybody says they are son and daughter of God. But the true day of the truth is coming. That's why I always tell people, please repent. Just repent all the time before that day, right? And so, so you finished, right? Very good. So what he has said, it is the responsibility of the Christian believer to always find the right place, the right church where they can access the right information about the coming of the Messiah. So you are not in a place where someone will tell you that, no, when the Messiah comes, only the bad people will be removed. No. He comes to take his church into glory. Hallelujah. Forget about the events of the second coming when the bad people will be removed so that the, the right ones enter into his millennial kingdom. But for now, You must prepare for departure. Everything I've been saying in those visions, they simply talk about departure, departure, departure. Hallelujah. Departure this time. So we are finishing. The hope, again, that you do not mourn as those without hope. Can we run through the hope? Number one, Titus chapter one, verse two, in a hurry, you will help me. Now you can stand there. Now you can stand. I have a lot of scriptures. Let's look at that hope that he says you should anchor on so you don't fear death. So if somebody threatens you with death, you simply focus on the hope. Can you read Titus 1, 2, real hurry?
1: The Bible says, the book of Titus chapter 1, verse 2, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time.
0: Promised much earlier. That hope is saying that you have and the born again don't have was promised before creation of time. And he says in Titus 2, 11, 14, please. The Bible says Titus chapter
1: two verse eleven to fourteen mm-hmm. for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to, to all, all people. Mm-hmm.
0: It teaches us to, to all speak. people. Did you he hear the word all? The Lord is saying He is making a public invitation to all mankind. Hell was never meant for man. Hell was never meant for mankind. The Lord is making a public invitation to all the 8 billion human beings, 8 billion, to come and enter his kingdom. That is just how powerful God is, right? To all people, the salvation and the grace of God. Verse, in a hurry. If verse not, 12. I read it. Verse 12. Verse 11, Nehari.
1: Verse 11, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. Verse 12. It teaches
0: us to say no to ungodliness. Look at that. He's talking about the self-sufficiency of the grace. The grace has power to coach you and train you and teach you and nurture you. In doing what? In saying no?
1: To say no to ungodliness Mm -hmm. and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present
0: The dichotomy is the following. That the grace is self-equipped With the authority and the instruction to sensitize you on what is evil and sinful. To say no to godlessness. Pole, 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 pole. Just slowly. Very good. Help him so he don't fall. That the grace of God has appeared that teaches you to say no to godlessness. You yeah, Let a nurse follow. Yes, thank you. But he's going to be alright. Yeah, thank you. So he's saying that the grace of God has appeared which has enough power to teach you to identify evil and reject it. And then to identify godliness, holiness, righteousness and receive it. Next.
1: 13 While
0: we wait for the blessed hope, so he calls the rapture of the church the blessed hope. If you read, I don't have the, time, the
1: appearing of the glory of our great God and the Savior, the appearing
0: of the glory of our great God and Savior. So is Jesus. Jesus Christ. He says Jesus is God, which is very powerful. But that appearing is essentially the rapture, the coming of the Messiah. That is what you see in John chapter 14, verses 1 to verse 3. And you see it also in 2nd, in 1 Corinthians, rather, chapter 15, verses 50 to 58. And you see it also in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 to 18. You see it also uh, mentioned in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. You see it mentioned many other scriptures. You see it mentioned in 1 uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 verses uh chapter 5 1 to 10 chapter 1 also 9 and 10 where he's saying the church is exempted from tribulation that the lord comes to rescue you from coming wrath that is what he refers to there the blessed hope so then that is the hope he was saying that once you have you should live totally different from the unborn again because for you now you're waiting for the Messiah you have hope. And if there's a funeral, you don't moan like this. What shall I do? What have you done to us? Is that really you lying there? Wait, wait, wait. No, you don't do that. You simply celebrate a life well lived. If you were in the right church, right? That's why it's important and your responsibility to find the right church. Hallelujah. Let's move on very fast. Uh, the book of Revelation chapter 3, 7 to 13, that we know very well. That blessed hope is that church that he blessed the church in Philadelphia. He opened the door for them. He gave them all this loving of God. He used the key of David to open for them a door into glory. That is the blessed hope he talked about. And remember, that is at a time when the door was closed in Genesis 3.24, right? And so, he's saying the following also uh Genesis 321 the first blood when the first blood was poured the worshiping of the blood appeared
1: The Bible says Genesis chapter 3 verse 21 The Bible says the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them
0: And then Genesis 524 when uh, Enoch was raptured that is the blessed hope he was pointing you to And then Genesis chapter 12 verse 3 for example that is the blessed hope he talked about genesis 22 when now isaac was not slaughtered and the ram appeared that is the blessed hope he's talking about right i'm just running through because of time time is not on our side and we've seen also isaiah 53 that is the blessed hope he talked about and first corinthians 15 50 that i've mentioned romans chapter eight, romans chapter 8 verse one there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus that is the hope said you have. And the book of Numbers 23, 19, read it. Number
1: the Bible says, the book of
0: Numbers 23, 19, please. Numbers 23,
1: 19, the Bible says, the Bible says, God is not human, that he should lie. Not a human being, that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promised and not fulfilled. Yes,
0: so that you have that hope, he will fulfill it. If he has fulfilled the first one with Christ, he will fulfill it with you also. And that's very powerful. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 3, that hope. So this hope is available. Ecclesiastes 11 3, reading the, a hurry.
1: The Bible says, Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 3, the Bible says, if clouds are full of water, they pour rain on the earth whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls,
0: there it will lie. That is serious. And then three, I will I I'll explain together. And then Romans, I mean Ecclesiastes 3.11. We have read 11. 3.11. Then I will explain together.
1: The Bible says Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has, said, he the, has also set
0: eternity, eternity in the hearts of men. So he's saying in Romans chapter 11 verse 3, that when the clouds are full of rain, by gra- by gravity they are going to pour the rain, and he's saying that when a tree is standing, depending on its content, on its content, it will fall either south or north, but where it falls, there it must lie forever. That is serious. That means you can only change your eternity now. You cannot change your eternity when death has failed you. And based on what you are will determine which side you'll fall. Those who are righteous, they'll fall towards the... I don't want to say north (laughs) because the people in the south will slaughter me. Right? Hallelujah. If you are righteous, you'll fall north. Right? They say, no, that's politically incorrect. Right? But I'm saying, if you're holy and righteous, because the Bible says heaven is towards the north, right? You all know that. I'll preach that to someone, right? Yes, so, amen. He's saying, if you're righteous and holy, you'll fall towards heaven. And there you stay forever. If you're unholy and with your sins, you'll fall towards hell. And he's saying, because of that, you must now take the time before you die, your life here, to prepare for eternity now in other words you must prepare for death have you ever prepared for death because every day I you know you live your life as though you will not die when you hear people have died you are like that's them It's as if it's not you far away but have you ever noticed that the Lord is simply preparing you for death how about if you just come out through the door if vehicle hit you and you die The Lord is telling you as a generation we go back to your countries and prepare your nations for death. That they may die in the right condition. Hallelujah. And he's saying in in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Look, he created man and then he did this in the nostrils. He put life, the life of God into man. So, mankind is made of earth and heaven. God put a bit of heaven in you. So, you are both earth, which stays here until the day of redemption when you die, and your are soul. Man became a living being, a living soul then. A soul which is the Lord's. Hallelujah. So, he's saying that he has placed eternity in the hearts of men. Look at this now. Everybody, focus on me now. If God has placed eternity in the hearts of men, if God has placed eternity in the hearts of all people, look at this now. That means, the Lord says the following, that this generation are liars. When they say that we are the atheist association of Europe, the atheist atheista, atheist association of Kenya, they are lying. He's saying everybody is created with capacity to know that God has put eternity in their hearts and number two, God knows that which if he presents to you, that chip, a chip, a chip, that chip about eternity which he put in your heart should be able to receive. when a transmitter comes, he can receive things of eternity oh receive can keep receiving the signals of eternity and choose eternity. <laughs> Hallelujah when you have a receiver what you do you give the soldiers receivers when they go to the battle and then you remain with the transmitter. So when they in the battle at night you can, you can they will receive you can tell where they are and they can tell where you are that our master is signaling us. That is in the world here. He's saying he has placed eternity in the hearts of all people. Meaning, he knows that which, if he presents to you, you can get the signal that now God is calling me for eternity. If he presents a cripple that has walked, then you know. If he presents blind eyes open in China, then you can detect you are able to respond to eternity. The Lord is saying that everybody is able to respond to eternity in heaven. Hallelujah. I wish our TV, I wish Randy was here, TVs would be working here and things. It's amazing that Randy is not around. Aye. And so that is serious. And so we are simply summarizing what we've seen until now. We've seen that Genesis chapter 3:19 is on Genesis 3:19 is on The Bible
1: says the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 19 By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since from it you were taken for dust you are and to dust you will return
0: And then we have seen also very clearly that He's talking about 2nd Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. I know verse 8 is good, but verse 10.
1: The Bible says, the book of 2nd Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. The Bible says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad.
0: Hi for the things done while in the body. You have to be careful what you do when you're on this earth, right? And then he says, Hebrews 10, 27, Nehari, what we've seen until now. The Hallelujah. Bible
1: says, the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 27, the Bible says,
0: Just read on, it. Just read it.
1: But only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God.
0: That you can leave this earth as a friend of God, a child of God, or the enemy of God. And we have also seen that you can actually be born again and then become an enemy of God. That is what the scripture says. There are those that were removed out, but he turned around the wilderness, killed them all. Hallelujah. That is the nature of the God we serve. Hallelujah. And, uh, well, uh, Ecclesiastes 12, 7, and then I'll be able now to summarize. Ecclesiastes 12:7, and then I'll read maybe one more and then i summarize this, this part.
1: The Bible says Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 7 the Bible says and the dust returns to the ground it and came the
0: from dust returns to the ground it came from where it came from. That is what verses 13 and 14 of 1 Thessalonians have been saying here. That we need to prepare for death. The dust returns to the ground.
1: It came from. And the spirit returns to God who gave it.
0: God who gave it. So you must prepare because of that. Then just quickly. First Thessalonians 5.10. I don't have much time really. We don't
1: have time. The Bible says. The book of First Thessalonians. Chapter 5 verse 10. He died for us. So that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him.
0: And then if you go to verse 1 of First Thessalonians, even more important, because around there you hear him saying that many will be saying peace, 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 and then all of a sudden. So then that is clear. If many will be saying peace, 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 and then suddenly the rapture takes place, and then of course judgment comes, then that can only tell you that the rapture can never happen in the middle of the tribulation. Which peace, peace, peace would you be saying in the middle of the tribulation? So that tells you very clearly it is a pre-tribulation rapture. For me, I know because I've seen it, even the way he has arranged the wedding rings first and then the white horse. But the point that people, some will be saying peace, 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 then destruction comes. Which peace, peace, peace would you be saying in the middle of the tribulation? And when you hear that at the last trumpet, it is not one of the seven trumpets. It is not. Not at all. It is not the trumpet judgments. This is a particular trumpet of the Lord. I have heard it, how it sounds. It sounds pa 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 This is a different sound calling them, the Lord summoning his people to come and worship, to appear before him, right? It's not for judgment. So anyhow, Let me summarize the following now. Again, one of the key things I don't want to forget is verse 24. He said, Be careful that you don't die in your sins. Again, that has to be highlighted. John 8, 24. Be careful you don't die in your sins. And that we saw. And then we saw Revelation 14, 13 that there are only two ways you can die. Die in the Lord or die in your sins. And you are being urged to surrender your lives to Jesus and accept the punishment he took on your behalf that you may die in the Lord because the difference the, the people are the same when you're here the same another person next to you are same but one dying in the Lord the other one dying in the sin the contrast when you cross that door of death is unbelievable the difference is unbelievable It will be eternal fire. You cannot breathe. You are in the legs. You cannot eternally. While others are celebrating up there. They are asking, can you imagine so and so did not make it? What is that you are enjoying? No, I'm just enjoying a nice cuisine. I got it from the the third aunt. Let me also get some they're enjoying violin worship, they're worshiping the Lord, they're having banquets and ceremonies and enjoying cuisines. If the cuisines of the earth can be this delicious, how much heaven? If it took the Lord, if it took the Lord only six days to make this earth, sometimes when you look at the mountains, the valleys, the world, the oceans, the rivers, you're shocked. The sky, how much more now that He has taken 2,000 years? How much more magnificent is the new Jerusalem. Right? So you need to put that into consideration. Then it will help you. So this is what we have seen in verses 13 and 14. That death is unavoidable. Number one, we have seen that death is totally unavoidable. In other words, we have seen that death is an appointment. That each one is appointed to death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. the only exception are two but one of the two has seen the death now in Jerusalem so death is an appointment death is unavoidable so you rather start preparing for death they say oh no but why are you preaching about death me I don't like a church where they are preaching death the bible says you rather go and spend some time in a funeral than in a wedding party, enjoying cakes and rice. You, ra- <laughs> you rather go and spend some time in a funeral you, and you look at that casket, that dead body and you look at it even if you don't know him or her. But one time, at one moment, it might tell you hey, how about if that is me? Yeah. Then it might cause you to prepare. Hallelujah. So, go and preach, prepare your nations for death. Hallelujah. All mankind must experience death. That is what we have seen. We have also seen that when you're living on the earth here, you live only once. So, please use it, utilize it to prepare for eternity. That's what we have seen. Yvonne, I hope you're writing, my daughter far off you are. So, we have seen that you live on this earth only once. Use it. The other thing we have seen is that life on this earth is much, much shorter than eternity. So, you rather use it preparing for eternity. We have also seen that when you live on this earth, you cannot live as a free spirit who does not submit under any God when you die, you must give accountability to God, whether you are born again or not. We have also seen that when you are living on this earth, on a daily basis, whether you are serving God, evangelizing, being holy or not, you are always in one way preparing for eternity. Whether you like it or not. On a daily basis when you wake up, you are always busy preparing for eternity. Every day when you wake up. You are always busy preparing for eternity. You like it or not. So, you'd rather just be very deliberate and intentional and just prepare well for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The other thing we have seen is that we are exiles on this earth. Meaning one day we will depart this earth. Nosotros extranjeros on this earth. This world is not our home. This is very serious. The book of 1 Peter chapter 2, 11, 11, 12, try to read, I see
1: first peter chapter 2 verse 11 to 12. the bible says dear friends i urge you as foreigners and
0: exiles as foreigners and exiles
1: to abstain from sinful desires Mm -hmm. which wage war against your soul
0: which way look at this now everybody focus on me to abstain from sinful desires of the flesh which are waging war against your soul. Look at this now. Your soul is in a battle against the sinful desires of the flesh. Sexual lasting at women, sexual lasting at men, sexual whatever these things, the lasting going on, the sin. Look at this now. They are waging war against your soul, right? But the present day church has loved them and received those sinful desires. So, those desires are winning the war. They are winning the war against your soul. Because the, the, you, the Christian, has collaborated with them. Has not fought them to help the soul, which is fighting. In so doing, the sinful desires, the devil is winning the souls. They are waging war against your soul. James chapter 4, read, very first, 13, 17, James chapter 4, 13, 17. Santiago, capítulo 4, versículo 13, James chapter 4, verses 13 to 14. The Bible says, James chapter 4, verse 13 to 14. Now
1: listen.
0: To 17, please.
1: To 17, 13, the Bible says, now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Verse 14. Why? You do not know the, what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. 14. Instead, you ought to say, if it is in the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Verse 16. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. Verse 17. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't
0: do it, it is sin for them. Very serious. So in other words, we have seen that death is not the end of your life. Death is not the end of your life. Death is simply a door. After death, now comes the judgment of God. That's what we have seen until today, since we began this. And that's why we are saying Christians must consider death as sleep. Okay? And then, those who receive Jesus, the inheritance in heaven comes after death. So it's very important to be well informed on that, right? So, God is saying that those who die before the rapture, when you are mourning them or grieving or in a funeral of those people, you should be aware that the resurrection of Christ nullified the terror of death. The terrorism of death was nullified by the resurrection of Christ. So we have hope. He's saying, like we have seen that there are only two types of funerals on the earth for the born again and born again. For Christians, it's a celebration of a life well lived. You can mourn, you can weep, it's okay, but not as the other people. And the purpose is to make sure that Christians live a totally different life on this earth from the unbelievers. Because Christians have hope beyond this earth. Okay, some people say the tombs, which is true. Beyond the tombs. And so, death is defeated by Christ at resurrection. We have seen that. We have read all the scriptures invo- involved. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And that belief is the bedrock of our faith, right? And there's many scriptures, we may not read them now. Just read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. The
1: Bible says, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse
0: 11. The Bible says... For us Christians, Jesus defeated death. That's what we are reading.
1: And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher.
0: Okay, Isaiah 25, 8 we saw, already Hosea 13:14 we saw, Jesus defeated death, right? And how about Revelation chapter 20? Do you have verse 14? Or you can read 11, 15, but verse 14 There is a a book of deeds. There is a book of deeds. That's what I want raised there. I I know you live in a generation that highlights grace, which is true, and the faith. You become saved by faith. It is true. But it looks like, much more importantly for entry, the Lord considers that someone born again proper, that faith should produce forth good deeds. Good meaning holy. Good deeds. So if you are always lasting at people with your eyes, that you need to repent on that also, because that's not a good deed. Or saying white lies, white lies—that's also not a good deed. Hallelujah. This is very serious. We believe that Christ died and rose again. We have hope. Even though we pass through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. Right? Do you want to mention sacrificial living? We have seen that, right? So thank you very much. The Lord bless you. We'll see you tomorrow again. We love you, the love of Christ. Hallelujah. we are clapping to jesus so let us just pray let us just pray right now for everybody to have a chance to enter to to receive jesus it's always good to receive jesus when the door is still open Say, mighty lord jesus i ask you my father to establish my heart on the kingdom of god and i repent of all my sins And I ask you my Lord Jesus to give me fire that I may go and prepare my nation for the glorious coming of the Messiah. Precious Lord Jesus give me zero tolerance to sin and anoint me with the Holy Spirit that I may prepare a holy church for the kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again. Amen. I blessed you all with the blessings of our Lord Jesus. I blessed you all in the mighty name of Jesus.